This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 8 centimeter. On this episode, we review the concert at KeyBank State Theater at Playhouse Square in Cleveland, Ohio, on July 6, 2019. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. Dave and Ethan's you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Okay, Ethan, this was your first concert. Yeah, first concert ever. I, who is this guy again? Can you remind me? <laughs> so I just big wanna, Al or something. <laughs> yeah, big Al. So I want to get. I just before we get into the concert, we're gonna get into a lot of detail on this episode. But we got lots of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get ice cream today. No, we didn't. <laughs> But I just want to, your overall, like if you had to yeah. sum up your, your, your day, you, your, your concert experience in like a couple words, what would it be? Wait, am I talking about the concert or my day before the concert? <laughs> the concert. <laughs> uh, it was, how do I say, pretty stinking majestic. <laughs> I uh, like it, it was amazing. I mean, I kind of like, sometimes you forget that you're at a concert because it's so... Like it seems, sounds like you're listening to the CD. It's like so perfect, and you you hear the the different sounds that you you know you're not used to hearing when they perform it live. So it was just it was amazing. It was really cool. Yeah. I was sitting very close, right next to a speaker, <laughs> so I really heard the concert. <laughs> and you're gonna hear ringing in your ears yes. for several more hours after this. Let's get on with our day. So we started out the day, believe it or not, with an out reference. That is very true. It's, we went to Ruben's Restaurant and Deli for breakfast. <laughs> and we did pick that because it sounded like Ruben. <laughs> right. It's actually R-U-B-I-N. It so. wasn't a coincidence, though. We were like, where should we go? Oh, okay. This, this sounds like Ruben. <laughs> right. So we, we, we started out our day uh, at Ruben's Restaurant and Deli, and they had some good good breakfast there. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was a really good place to stop. It was great. Um and then you found a wonderful, excellent place to go to. <laughs> well, so, you know, we, we had some time to kill. Uh, so I just, you know, was searching the generic, like, stuff to do in Cleveland. And I scrolled through pages and pages and pages. And I literally got to the absolute last thing. And that was what we ended up doing. The <laughs> National <laughs> Polka Hall of Fame. The Cleveland style polka. That's true. That's game. true. Although it didn't say that in the listing, <laughs> but then it got more and more specific as we got closer. But as we got closer, we also found out that it was a softball hall of fame as well. It was very bizarre. So it was. It was like, well, we're not sure how these two fit together, but we're here. We're and actually. I had a great time at the I did Hall too. Of Fame. I really did. I, I recommend it. It's Cleveland style polka Hall of Fame and softball Hall of Fame, and <laughs> it's just I don't think we didn't go to the softball section, so no, I really don't no, can't we, can't review that. But the the polka Hall of Fame was just so much better than I thought it was going to be. It was really cool. I mean, there was a very big omission. Of course, there was no Weird Al Yankovic, uh, but one could argue he does not perform Cleveland style polka. So. That would be why maybe he's not represented. But his father, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had a lot of uh, amazing, lot of... amazing accordion players in there. Yeah, well, I... they, Frank Yankovic was like the most um, displayed. They had one of his accordions. Yeah, the, the uh, pan accordion. The pan accordion. 
Um, they had, uh, you know, an outfit he wore, and they, they had, I don't even know what that was, that um, the steel thing that said Frankie Yankovic. Yeah. It was, I'm not sure what it was, but it... Yeah, it seems like something maybe that was up on stage when he was performing, right. you know, or something. But it, they just had a lot of, lot of memorabilia from Frankie that had been donated by his wife, Ida. Um, and they just really had a whole, just... A whole history. I, we watched a 15-minute video just all, all about the Cleveland-style polka and stuff. And it was... Uh, they had a real accordion you could touch. Yeah, a real accordion <laughs> there. We uh, touched the accordion. But they also had a whole bunch of other accordions that were just like all donated from the actual people who it played them. It was cool. And people's like... like the, these accordions were very ornate. They had like their names on them and everything. Well, and our favorite one, of course, <laughs> there was a an accordion. Because one thing that... Um, I don't know many accordionists now but one thing that was very popular is writing your name on the accordion there you know they have i guess like a decal or you know some of them were glittery and, and bejeweled and bedazzled and stuff but we found in the top left corner one that said frank yeah that was so cool <laughs> and it wasn't frank yankovic it was <laughs> it was frank our intern yeah <laughs> he had donated his accordion which he thought was amazing but it was cool. Yeah, it, it was, was cool. And the and the fun. woman that was there that was running the the uh, Hall of Fame slash museum was very knowledgeable. And she was very fun, friendly. She was an so amazing friendly. woman. And she was and she uh, took time and walked us around and showed us everything and you know, pointed out what we should be looking for and that kind of stuff. And uh, we spent a ton of time in their gift shop because they had that some was amazing the, stuff. That was my too. favorite part. <laughs> I, you know, we got some window decals and anything else they'd sell us. It was uh, <laughs> literally we got some decals. We did. Uh, I, I got a cool accordion shirt. We got enamel pins and keychains, uh, stickers. You got like a polo shirt. Yeah, I got a polo shirt, and uh, we got like earrings. And, yeah, Jackie uh, got earrings. It was we got a, it was just so much stuff, and and we could have probably spent a lot more <laughs> money than we did there. Yeah, it, when when we were like checking out with the woman, um, I, I, we can tell that maybe she doesn't get a whole lot of customers like us <laughs> who were like genuinely excited to have a t-shirt with an accordion on it. <laughs> It was great. Uh, yeah, so I recommend that. And uh, yeah, I, I say if you're if you're going to be in Cleveland and you got it didn't take that long, a couple hours to go through. Maybe you know, we, we could go through in, in an hour probably if you really you wanted. To. I think you could go through in five minutes if you really <laughs> wanted to. We just we ended up watching the video and and then we ended up taking a lot of pictures and spending uh, too much time in the gift shop. But yeah, I yeah. think a, a normal person could maybe get through in twenty. 25 minutes yeah, that's true and so really and, and if really, you're a huge you know fan of polka icons then you'll probably want some more time but just as a, if you're an al fan and you just appreciate the accordion and you appreciate you know the history of that sort of thing uh you, you definitely got a good 20, yeah check, check that out because it's it's called the cleveland style polka hall of fame and the emissions free they just take yeah. donations which is even cooler so you, you... and well it's even cooler is they have uh, a hollowed out accordion that you can put money in for donations <laughs> <laughs> it was cool all right so after the hall of fame we uh drove over to cleveland and um, <laughs> we Cleveland were, proper, Cleveland proper, right? And uh, we drove underneath the largest outside chandelier in the world. <laughs> we certainly did. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered that because <laughs> I sure as hell forgot. <laughs> and then uh, we we went out to uh, yours truly for 
which is a restaurant which uh, it, it was not called Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch podcast it's literally called yours truly <laughs> yours truly <laughs> uh, which had a great it was good food I've eaten there before yeah it was great and it was a it was a friendly friendly um, wait staff and everything um, oh and didn't you run into Bermuda there last time I did the last time I was there actually um, for the vanity tour I ran into Bermuda. We were Jackie and I were sitting down eating our dinner, and Bermuda all of a sudden comes in and sits down next to us. <laughs> <laughs> so waiter, was, this is not what I ordered. <laughs> so yeah, so he was uh, he was there with a friend, but um, we also speaking of Bermuda, I don't know how much we want to give away right now, but um, yeah, I you know I, I think it's uh, it's safe to say we may or may not have. Uh, <laughs> recorded an interview with Bermuda. Uh, he, he, uh, he was really nice to uh, spend some time with us, and I, I think we had a really great conversation. So I'm excited for people to hear that. Yeah, yeah, we had a... I, I think it, I'm really excited for people to hear that, too. And we actually, we actually recorded two interviews with Bermuda, which will be airing on separate episodes. But <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, to, to make sure that they were two separate ones, we did ask him to leave and come back. <laughs> um, just, you know, we wanted to make sure it was all legit, so... <laughs> We did do that. No, but it was great, and he was—he was really insightful, and uh, I, I learned a lot of things uh, that I'd never heard before. So, yeah, and while uh, so yeah, no, absolutely, it. yeah. I mean, it, it, look look for that to come uh, soon, and and you're gonna really love what Bermuda has to say. So after that, uh, we went to the venue. Yes, right. Went to the venue. We yeah. ran into well before we even um, met up with Bermuda. We ran into JW. We did. Um, we were at the venue. We found a, a cool newspaper. I can't remember what it's called. The Scene, I think. The Scene, right. And they had a great spread on Al. It was a two-page spread. And uh, those were free, so we grabbed a couple. <laughs> um, gave some to Bermuda. And, uh, yeah, we ran to JW. He was getting the uh, VIP um, workers. I don't know. Yeah, the VIP, <laughs> I don't know the VIP, yeah, the VIP uh, <laughs> all set up that the staging area where you check in and sign in for the VIP. That was all getting set up and everything. So we got to say hello to JW for a little and bit. And I was wearing, uh, I'm wearing the first um, on-demand printed shirt uh, of the posters. So he yeah. he commented on that and he, he had actually said he'd never seen one in person before. So he was like touching my shirt. He's <laughs> like, oh, the quality. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I do want to shout out while you were running to the car for to pick up some equipment for the Bermuda interview. I did run into Jim Kimo West. Oh, really? Who wrote our amazing theme song. Oh no, I didn't. So I did, see I did Jim. get to say hi to him. And, oh, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, he helped us actually find, appointed uh, us to where Bermuda was waiting for us. Oh, that's so funny. So he's, he's like, you guys are looking for Bermuda, right? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. So I got to see see uh, Jim Kimo West. Oh, that's great. For a couple for a couple seconds, you know, just say hi. And then by the time you, know, you guys. You showed up again uh, with all the equipment uh, he had left. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, Ethan and uh, Jeremy are coming. Yeah, we got we to gotta go. Uh, <laughs> no, so, um, yeah, so when we, when we got there uh, to the venue for legit, for real, for the show, um, we ran into JW again. We saw Bob, uh, Bob Groder, and... Um, yeah, and I we met a, uh, I got to talk to a, friend, a fan of ours named Kevin as well, out in the lobby. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, and we also, um, we get to meet, uh, well, I got to meet Chad. I don't, I, I maybe I met him at the star ceremony. Um, I'm yeah, Chad, sure. Chad. He looked familiar. Chad and, and his him. wife, Laura, right, were there. And we also ran into another one of our fans, Allison. Yes, Allison Parsons was there. So we got to meet her finally. 
And um, did anyone like uh, ogle your legs? Did any... <laughs> no, today <laughs> you you were in shorts. You were you were showing those puppies off. So I don't know if no, anybody... no, no, no. Nobody bothered me for my sh- our shorts and stuff. We kind of. Uh, we all kind of hung out. Well, well, let's let's talk about this because you went for the first time and saw the merchandise. Yeah. So I mean, I I was expecting to see uh, ties, and I was very <laughs> bummed to not see a tie. And I think we have confirmed that there were never were ties. So if you heard in a bonus episode that there were ties, uh, those were socks. I mean, you can wear socks as a tie. Maybe you can. Do I always a bow wear tie. my socks as ties, yeah. so that's why I was a little confused. Yeah, do a double Windsor Haynes. <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what you can cold. do. Uh, you can just put the sock on your head. But no, I yeah. So I got to go to the merch for the first time, and of course, I cracked open the wallet and I took one of everything. They didn't have the tour shirt in my size, so I got one of everything except for that. And then um, they had the the greatest knits. Um, Socks again, right. and which I already have too many pairs, so <laughs> <laughs> I got everything else. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. I really, I bought it, and I still have not even looked at it. So I'm <laughs> um, excited to do that at some point. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you what your favorite piece was, but I guess it'd be a matter of time to, to yeah, play I, with them. Yeah, I, yeah, I need really to like actually them. look at it. But uh, I mean, I really do like the um, the sweatshirt. Looks cool. Um, hoodie, right? I mean, it's like yeah, it's it's like 90 degrees out, so I, I don't know if I <laughs> yeah, want to even touch it, but. I mean, the inside lining being printed was really cool. Yeah, so yeah. I'm excited to actually look at that. And the messenger bag seemed cool. Yeah. I don't know what I'll do with it, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to, you know, open all the buttons and <laughs> poke around with it. That's cool. Right. And then um, I ran into also Mark and Alejandra out in the lobby as well. Um, so I got to say hello to them. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, it was cool. My, so in this for this concert, we weren't sitting together. No, we we picked up our uh, tickets at different times, and Jackie and I were sitting up in the balcony. And where were you sitting? So I was um, was in the row C, third row. But where I was, there was no first row, so it was kind of the second row. But I was (laughs) so far to the left; I was as far to the left as you could get. Uh, I had a nice giant speaker in my (laughs) (laughs) point of view, Um, but uh, I had a great view of Al. in the band except for bermuda um and i I really couldn't i could see the conductor but i couldn't really see more than like a couple violinists um and the video i couldn't really see that well but i'd seen all of that stuff before so i could kind of (laughs) except for the harvey the wonder hamster i'd seen everything before so um it was yeah it was it was uh it was a great view of al which was really cool for the first concert oh that's cool you know you can really get to see him well and i'm excited to sit like in a balcony or further back so i can actually see the orchestra and and take that in yeah i gotta say that i was pretty impressed by sitting back where we were up in the and we were dead center of the balcony okay and it was really we were a couple rows back uh but it was really a beautiful view of the entire orchestra we could see like every instrument in the orchestra that's cool and we could kind of see everything that was going on at the stage at the same time and it really is a different show from back there than it is from where you were up front right you know we've been now jackie and i have been to several concerts and we've seen been sitting you know in the front and we've been sitting in the middle of the the theater and now this was the first time we sit up in the balcony oh, like okay. we like to like switch things up yeah and, of course and go all around and kind of see it from different angles but it was it was really pretty cool to be back so i mean anywhere like any of our listeners have tickets for coming up concerts i mean really 
I mean, I've sat in a lot of different places in the theater and seen this show already, and, and I really think that from any of them, it is a different show. I will right. tell you from where you're sitting, right. but I think they're all amazing. Cool. Like, I really liked sitting back and getting to see the entire orchestra and just. And I feel like when I buy tickets, it's always like I want to just sit as far to the front as possible. But I think that's something definitely to consider for these shows because you know it is different than another Al show because there are more things to look at and you want to be able to have that point of view. Yeah, no, I I really enjoy sitting up front, you know, uh next to the uh you know, as close to the stage as possible too. Mm-hmm. I I love I love, you know, being able to see Al and you know, his facial expressions, you know, see everybody yeah. in the band and all that kind of stuff too. But I'm just saying that, you know, if you have the opportunity to go to multiple shows, you know, do maybe consider for one of them sitting a little bit further back. Totally. It's, it's totally it's totally a fun experience. Another cool thing about sitting completely in the front completely on the side as I could see backstage so I could see like you know um during the uh I don't know if we is do we consider it like the opening act when it's just the orchestra yeah I don't know that's yeah. the official term yeah, for it, but know. it's kind of like an opening yeah act, it's yeah. kind of like an opening you know kind of a start to the evening before the intermission and uh like I could see uh Jim came out at one point he was watching I saw him take some pictures of the orchestra <laughs> I and, was gonna say you know yeah. it, was, it was cool you know uh getting to see you know a little bit of the backstage you know we could see um, you know, Melissa come out and like kind of point like, all right, it's time to start the show. Uh, so it was cool. Yeah, that's cool, right? So the show started exactly at eight o'clock, and our our conductor was Eric Roth again this time. Or for for you the first time for the first time. <laughs> but for for, for <laughs> every me. time I've seen the strings attached to it, it's been him. Are you sure he switches out? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, um, I've only seen his father Arnie once, and that was on oh, the first really? show. Okay, um, but every other show has been Eric so far for me. They start start out with uh, the Raider March from um, Indiana Jones. Yep, right. And uh, it was so. I mean, I I knew it was coming because I've I've listened to these episodes, but the audience, in large, has no idea what's coming. Oh yeah, because I, mean, yes. I, I mean, we're a rare breed seeing an Al show more than once, or you know, even <laughs> being at the point of listening to podcasts or recording podcasts um, about Al, and uh, you know, the surprise for every song. Uh, is so amazing for me. Uh, yeah. I, I love hearing because I I see them come out and I see you know I see Jim with his um, you know Amish <laughs> beard and I'm like I know what's coming next. But the audience you know they're not you know, not necessarily as perceptive and like, right. looking for that sort of clue or, right, or hint. Right. So yeah, we, you know the when it started and people were like oh this is right and then they start you recognizing know, Indiana right, Jones you, like oh. right. so you hear a couple a couple notes and you're like well I recognize it and then you hit it hits you what it right. is so it's cool. And of course, the second song was "Mission Impossible," and uh, the third song was the theme to Superman. And that's where um, I definitely noticed Jim coming out, taking the pictures, kind of in the, oh, okay. from where I was up on the stage. You could see Jim was kind of coming out. He came out. I don't know if you could see him, but on both sides of the stage. He oh, came I out could not see pictures. the other yeah. stage, the other side, but yeah. So it's pretty cool, like that. <clears throat> that even that even you know Jim is getting excited to be yeah. performing with an orchestra, <laughs> you know, and and taking pictures. I wonder up what he's going to say. Like, I wonder if like he knows someone in the orchestra or. <laughs> Because, I mean, maybe someone in the orchestra is like, hey, can you take a picture maybe, of me? Or maybe it's for Jim's personal uh, yeah, archive. Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to ask Jim. We should ask um, him. But this was interesting for me, too, because in the past, Eric has put some banter in between the songs. Oh, really? And uh, in this one, he didn't put any banter in between the songs um, until he got to this point uh, after the Superman. Right. And then he kind of t- turned around and said, you know, hey, you know, we're going to do one more song. And that was also a surprise for me because... Uh, in the shows I saw in Florida, he they, the orchestra had only opened with three songs. Oh, really? So yeah, so this fourth song, I had no idea what was coming. 
So this um, is brand new for tonight. This is brand new. Well, a brand new. I don't know if it's brand for you. new for tonight, but it's brand, is it brand new, new for me. tonight. <laughs> No, okay, okay, so it wasn't brand new. Jeremy confirms that it was not brand new for tonight, but at least for us it was brand new. For me it was brand new, and for you it was brand new. Um, and that was the, uh, they did uh, the, the ending theme to Star Wars. That was really cool. And it was really cool. And they do, and they're, when they're doing these themes, they're doing like the full entire you know, theme. To it sounds like you're watching the movie. Right. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's really incredible to hear. It's really cool, and I'm glad that um, Al's giving these orchestras a chance to shine like that. You know, I mean, they're doing a great job doing the actual yeah. the Al portion of the show, but you know, the focus isn't on them. This is right. this, this is, is a, a way to show them to showcase yeah them, and, and I and I love that is happening, and I love that they're making it longer. It sounds like you know they added another song. <laughs> I, I like that both. Al's set and the opening set end with Star Wars music. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and then they do it at about a 20-minute intermission, and then they come back, uh, the orchestra comes back on, and they do Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, which goes right into Fun Zone. So what was fun your reaction was cool. to appear uh, to in a Fun Zone? <laughs> I mean, I knew it was coming, first of all. Right. Um, but it sounded so good. Like, that is the way it should be. <laughs> like, it should be with a, a full orchestra. And then when Bermuda jumps in and then, you know, the light comes on, like, that was so, yeah. so freaking majestic. And uh, <laughs> I really, I mean, Fun Zone is one of those songs that it's just like, you hear it and it just like something clicks. It's like the Pavlov thing. It's like you hear that, it's like, all right, show's starting. It yeah, really cool. really, as soon as you hear Fun Zone, you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I know what's coming next. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> It's cool from where I was sitting in the balcony, because um, as each band member comes out, uh, you know Bermuda comes out on the drums, right, and then yep. the spotlight's on him, and then you know Steve J comes out on the bass, and the spotlight goes to him, mm-hmm. you know, and then kind of Jim comes out, and Ruben comes out, and then the the backup singers come out, and each time they come out, you know, the spotlight's kind of on them, so it's really yeah. cool. And uh, other thing I kind of noticed is that. Um, sitting like really far back where I, or further back where I was up in the balcony I could see the entire lighting for the entire stage and it was just the lighting on it I like I didn't even realize that fun zone had lights in you know, oh like yeah. a light show for it so it was really cool that I got to see that interesting I thought that uh, maybe like when Jim Jim went on his guitar this first note he played just sh- was so loud it surprised yeah. me <laughs> I, yeah. I, I knew it was coming but i was like oh i'm so surprised <laughs> so i i just cut that I was kind of like oh yeah i should note that <laughs> you know <laughs> um i did see jim switch guitars during um i can't remember which song but i felt i think he had like a guitar mishap oh, okay. and he had to switch out a, a guitar because it didn't seem correct hmm I wish I had taken eight pages of notes as you did, Dave, so I could comment more accurately on that. But. So now, what did you think? Now, the show starts out with the medley. I lost on Jeopardy. I love Rocky Road like a surgeon. What do you think of the show starting with the medley? I see the show. I mean, I see the shows enough, but I, I could see someone maybe being disappointed that that wasn't a built really? up more. But it, it's kind of like, you know, eating your dessert first. You get to hear these, like, um, the um, the medley was, like, I remember the first time seeing the medley on the Mandatory Fun Tour. Right. And it was, it's just, it's so awesome to hear. Like, I, I almost felt like, like wow, you, it, I knew it was going to be a good show because they're starting with, like, one of the strongest things. Right. So I can see some people being like, oh, I, you know, I don't know how, you know, this is, you know, how can it get any better from here? <laughs> but they really delivered. I mean, I felt that it was, I really, I've heard, you know, some negative things about, um, you know, the choices for the, the, the 
the set list, but I really, I really liked all the songs. Okay. I can honestly say that I was really just giddy with <laughs> each song, and I loved hearing them live. Oh, yeah, and I want to point out um, when Al comes out for Fun Zone, and of course, you know the the medley. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, right? And this time I noticed, and I don't know if he always does this, but and I don't know if you could see his shoes from where you I can were, see him a couple but, of times. But did he, he wear those the whole show? He, I, I feel like he did. I, yeah. I, I, I was like, I was like, whoa, those are really glittery. And actually, Jackie <laughs> pointed it out to me she, uh, sitting next to me. She's like, look at how his shoes, how, how shiny they are. <laughs> well, they were like glittery, s- right? Spiky. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I couldn't, couldn't see that detail. I, I, I had the side view, so I could see the the texture. Oh, on oh the really? Shoes. They, were, they were very shiny. Yeah, they were from cool. where we were. They, they, I just wanted to point that out. You know. So um, he doesn't wear those every show. Uh, the first I, time I noticed it, I didn't oh, okay, know. yeah, cool. Um, so uh, <laughs> the, next, he went on a little uh, rant. Said it's a thrill to be in Ohio, which is known for many wonderful things. I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. So he didn't he didn't actually point out the biggest chandelier, the outdoor chandelier, <laughs> but he didn't he did. need to. <laughs> <laughs> but then he did, of course, perform the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Yeah, that was that was awesome. I, you know, I was listening. I remember from our interview with Scott, he mentioned there was like a car horn. Right. Was there a car horn in that? In the, uh, there is a car horn. In, I didn't in hear his, it. Yeah, you have to really listen for it and be prepared for. Uh, okay, it, it's of course right after uh, he mentions, you know, the Desota, the car, the '53 Desota. Okay, right? right. You have to kind of listen tomorrow for it. Tomorrow night, it I will beep, like beep. So it's early on in the song, so yeah. it, you know, if you like, you're like not thinking about it immediately, you might miss it. But it is a little detail that is there. Yeah, I wanted. I I was like really like looking for it, to it, and I thought it would be for for that part, and I didn't hear it, and so then I was like, I wonder where else it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes it, it depends on uh, how the orchestra is being mixed, like. Maybe Maybe whatever you know is playing that that uh, car horn, it, okay. it just might not be picked up by right. whatever way their <laughs> their microphone. So you have to listen for it. It is there. You might not always hear it as prominently at every show, right? But definitely worth something to listen to. And so, what what did he go into after that? Is it right into word crimes? Right into word crimes. See, right. that's the that's the crazy thing. It's like, you know, usually when you see a concert, you know, especially when it's when he's touring for. An album you expect to hear like kind of the non-hits up front but it's like we go right into word crimes which is you know i i think probably the most popular song from mandatory fun and it like it's just it's amazing that you know you don't have to wait till the end of the show to get the hits it's literally just a show of hits right yeah there's a lot of show a lot of songs that are put in here because uh, they sound amazing with an orchestra but there are also he does all the big hits too, all the big yeah. songs. You know, like you said, word crimes. And what did you think about? Well, <laughs> what did you think about this next song, which he dedicated to all the ladies that he never wanted to see again? Yeah. <laughs> are you happy? One more minute is back in this. Yeah, I I, li- I wish that I was closer and I could have gotten a, a scarf or a fork. And the fork was nude. Has he done that before? Well, what's interesting is. Uh, is for this song he comes out and he and he kind of interacts with the audience yeah. as we know right so um, what he did is for the first time he sat in the lap of the woman like sitting in the front row yeah. he actually just physically just sat in her lap <laughs> <laughs> and then you kind of wrap the red and, and the scarves were red this time they weren't always red uh, okay they were blue on the, the last I thought they were orange tonight Oh, okay. Well, for, for where I was, they looked red. Okay. Maybe they were orange. If, you were a lot closer than I was. That's true. So I, I will say they were orange. <laughs> I um, mean, red and orange, they're very similar colors. They're close. Right. So then he gave her a scarf, and then um, he went a little bit further and put his leg up on a, on another chair and you know, danced in front of another, <laughs> yeah. another woman and gave her a scarf. And then he went um, 
a little bit up and he took out his fork and I'd never seen him do this before like you pointed out and he started tapping the fork on the woman's head (laughs) (laughs) and I was like that's interesting and then he actually gave that woman the fork I've never seen him give out a fork he's always I want a fork (laughs) so I want an official Al fork for my fork collection (laughs) so you don't know this Dave but in addition to a weird Al collection I do collect forks (laughs) Well, there's something for your fourth collection because <laughs> I, I don't know if that was a one-time thing or what, but I mean, maybe he just had an extra fork that. He I think that's amazing because I mean I I hadn't heard you talk about the fork before, and I don't remember ever seeing a fork uh, get given out. So maybe I mean he's... He, yes, he's definitely used the fork in the concert before, but he's never I've never seen him give it one way. <laughs> which was so I don't know if that's a new thing or if that's just a one-off for this concert. But I guess we'll check again tomorrow and we'll report back. Well, I, now I need to ask if you if you had received the fork. You know, would it it would go in the collection, right? Of course. Would you ever use it to eat? No. <laughs> you can't soil it with your saliva and no. it could rust. And, you know. It would go into my into my uh, display case yeah. and it would sit in there. And then I would point out to everybody who came to, into my owl museum and say, that's the fork alligator. <laughs> I feel like, you know, Al could, you know, save a lot of money on, um, you know, uh, paying for garbage collection. He could just hand us a bag of garbage from his house <laughs> and we would just put it in the collection like <laughs> yeah. anything al hands you has a place in our collection <laughs> that is true <laughs> and then we got a drum solo yes the amazing john bermuda schwartz it just went on and on for <laughs> seconds it was great <laughs> yeah uh, i wish i could yeah from my point of view i really couldn't see bermuda unfortunately i wish i could have seen him uh during the show that's one of the Downfalls of sitting on the gym side is you don't get to see <laughs> Bermuda. But I guess if you're on the Steve side, you might not see Ruben. So right. it's, it's a trade-off. It's a trade-off. Right. And where we were in the in the balcony, Jack and I were in the balcony, we could see the entire city. So we could see Bermuda do his drum solo, which was you know, always kind of nice. Because sometimes <laughs> he's always behind that drum kit. And if you're sitting, even if you're sitting in the center section you know, on the floor, you still sometimes can't see him because he's blocked by right. the drums or by the cymbals or something. So you do really, they always have the um, the plastic? Yeah, around the plexiglass. Him? Yeah, the plexiglass is. Uh, it wasn't there for the first two shows of the okay. tour, right? But it, but it, after that, they added it, and hmm. uh, Bermuda said it really changed. You know, oh, it good. needed to be there. It because it, 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 it was uh, kind of um, the the first two shows were very drum heavy, and they shouldn't have been as drum heavy. Oh, as okay. They were. So they so can it, mix it, it better so that, right now. So now it kind of hmm. quiets down the drums. And it really helps, uh, you know, you know, make this show sound. Like One it thing really that, that distracted me the whole show is there were so many fingerprints on <laughs> on the plexiglass, not just his, but like all the plexiglass. And I was just thinking, like, I will Windex those before the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> give me a rag, give me some Windex. I will do it just to, you know, for the people in the front who <laughs> see them really close up, they won't be distracted. <laughs> well, there you go, Al. If you need someone to, to Windex your plexiglass, Ethan's the guy to do it. I can do it on at least 17 more shows. <laughs> the next song was probably my favorite song of the night. I, I really enjoyed hearing Jurassic Park. That was great. Um, it was, at the time, my favorite. <laughs> but then a different song took that place uh, after. Okay. But that was so good to see. And and the the bit in the middle with the chair and and um, Hawkeye right. and Melissa was great. I'd, I'd heard you talk about it, but it was really cool to actually see and and get to um, witness the audience um, yeah, reacting to it. Right, there's just so much going on. 
during that part of the song with, with Al doing his little funny bit with, yeah. the, with the you know with the chair and you know drinking the out of the fancy you know drink out of the cup. Is the cup is phone. the drink look the same every time with the the orange or did they change that up? Uh, I feel like I, I don't really notice I, if I noted what color it was every show, but oh, okay. it's basically the same. It looks okay. the same. I'm wondering if it's like on their rider, like the runner has to get it, or if they travel with <laughs> Are they travel orange with, liquid. Yeah, orange liquid and the orange sticking out of the top. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they probably just asked the bartender to. <laughs> I feel like if you remember the uh, the tracking sheet from uh, the Vanity Tour, where you know every single item was tracked, every song, every solo. Right. We should have um, our our sheet. We should track who the conductor is. We should track if they gave out the four. We should track what color his liquid his was. <laughs> Hey, that sounds like a great job for Frank. Our yeah, intern. yeah, Frank, uh, he'll he'll get right on that. <laughs> um, yeah, but there's so much going on on that this stage between Al and his his uh, you know sitting down you know and, and doing his joke you know his, his taking his break and then just watching the background singers doing their their dancing as if they were you know in the in the video and yeah stuff is you know they're the background singers were one of my favorite things to watch. I don't know. I don't know if we ever talked about this. But what you actually watch when you watch the show? I mean, I spend a lot of time watching Al. I like to check out uh, what Jim and Steve and Ruben sure. are doing. But it just added three more things for me to look at. <laughs> <laughs> and they, you know, they had a dance for every um, every song, right. and they were in rhythm. And I was like, I was like feeling bad for them. Like for for Biggest Ball of Twine, they like they did the like, you know, they like they dipped like. Right, consistently, and that's a long song. And I'm just like sitting there thinking, like I'm getting tired watching them do this, and they're doing this, and they're you know they're not s- slowing down, and they they must have practiced this. No, and they're standing the entire show, yeah. right? You know, the entire yeah. ninety minute set, and uh, you know they do it every night, you know, or <laughs> five or six times a week, right? And the, you know what was the? I'm trying to think. I, I see. This is why I need to take notes. Maybe <laughs> yeah. next time I'll take notes. Okay, I'm well, trying what? to think. There was there's one song. Where there is a, a f- in the actual recorded song, there's a female voice. And so actually having females to do the female voice part yeah, the, really added to that song. That was really cool. Yeah, it's definitely they're definitely a good addition to the yeah. Dallas. You know, to set. I mean, if if he if he decides to save the you know and put bring back them for the next tour or whatever that is, whatever yeah, incarnation he's doing for that tour, then that would be that would be perfect. that would be cool. Cool. We took a break in the show and uh, had a public service message from the Recording Industry of America. Now, don't download this song. This song for me, the orchestra always shines so well. Yeah. This song is just made. Yeah. It's like made for an orchestra. It just sounds amazing. So, what did you think? Yeah, I mean that I I love that song. It's it's such a it's such a good song. I I know there. I've heard that there. I think you said that there is some controversy on that. Uh, people not liking that video. I love that video. Oh, okay. I wished I could have seen the screen better <laughs> from where I was sitting because it was just like it was so. It, it just felt immersive. You get to hear the music and. I loved it. Does he always do the public service announcement bit? For the most part, yeah, yeah. that's pretty standard. Okay, uh, you know, he's, you know, sometimes he might not do it for whatever reason, but that's pretty standard. Yeah, know? okay. He, he tries to do, he tries to kind of introduce it as you know something, uh, <laughs> <laughs> some benefit or something for the RIAA, some right. Public service <laughs> announcement for them. I need to know what you thought about Weasel Stomping Day. So that. One, at, you know, I, I told you that at the time, Jurassic Park was my favorite. Weasel Stopping Day was my favorite song of the show. It was amazing. I really enjoyed it. I loved, 
you know, the I loved having um, Jim and Steve because they're not playing on that song. I love that they were incorporated. Uh, they're singing. They have the the Viking helmets, right. and I'm the whole time I'm just thinking about you know Jim could have been wearing a weasel costume <laughs> and <laughs> weasel suit. <laughs> it was it was great. I really I mean that's a song that of course we all know and love, but maybe not one that I would ever think I would see live and it's just a full orchestra, with a full orchestra, orchestra. Like, exactly right now they can never play that song without a full <laughs> like that song has to have a full orchestra it's just it's so amazing so that was really that was really the highlight for me I, I really like that song yeah that that's always a fun song I just really and it gets a great reaction from everybody in the yeah. audience as well it's just so much fun and I like how he introduced it you know like some people say happy holidays <laughs> And he's like, you know, I, I really think that you need to say Happy Weasel Stadium. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was so great. I love the misdirections. <laughs> so we got a second solo of the night, but this time it was a bass solo. It was. Yeah. And and really, for this one, they Steve just really just played one single note. And it was, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, was the most amazing note I've ever heard. <laughs> It was quite a great note. It sounded just like feedback to me. I don't know if he even played a note, to be honest. That was, uh, no, that was great. Tacky, he goes back in the audience for this one. That was great. This was pretty cool. He was, uh, it's kind of funny because it's up on the video screen. I, I could only, re- I couldn't see you know him walking because I couldn't see the mm-hmm. the section below, but I could watch it up on the video screen. And one of my, fa- you know, a couple people, he walked by and he gave him high fives or whatever. But my favorite was uh, there was one woman who was sitting and he just got in her face and he just started like twerking in front of, him, in front of her. <laughs> It was great. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's so funny!" And then at the end of the song, he went. Um, he went. Uh, I don't know if you caught it, but he went over towards the security guard, and he started climbing on the stage and using the security guard to get up on the stage. And then he kind of got up on the stage and was like, "Well, this isn't where I want to be." So he had to jump off <laughs> the stage down. <laughs> and went over to the steps and climb up the steps. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And the look on the security—I don't know if you could see the look on the security guard's face, but it was priceless. <laughs> It was great. And this is one of my favorite songs, too. Uh, and he always makes a big deal about this song, how he could only play this, how he's waiting forever to play this song, <laughs> this tour, because he really feels because of this a song. 41-piece orchestra, <laughs> and it would only do it justice. And then it just goes into Harvey the Wonder <laughs> Which is so great. And then it rolls into what we learned is the actual song <laughs> that is the reason for this tour, Jackson Park Express. Yes. Uh, and that was that was amazing to hear. That was live. pretty stinking majestic. Pretty stinking majestic. Um, yeah, that was that was a song. I don't know if um, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but that was a song that um, when it came out of Mandatory Fun wasn't my favorite song on the album. Um, but after hearing it live on the Vanity Tour, it became my favorite song on the album. And then you know it's it. I, I could not wait to hear it live, and hearing it with the full orchestra was amazing. Yeah, it, it was it's like, amazing. It's the, that every, it seems like every time I hear that song, I like it more and more. Yeah, I just it, it's, it just grows. You find on like me. something different yes. just strikes me as funny every time I hear it, mm-hmm. and it's just yeah, it it's the song that keeps on giving. Right, and it's just and I mean. We we talked to you know Scott O'Neill who did the orchestration on it and he was you know absolutely spot on that like this song is just so musically beautiful yeah that that it's just I mean it 
it, it you have to hear it with a full orchestra just to really appreciate it. It's just it's amazing. Yeah. After that, you know, he went into the first video clip of the the night, other than what was playing, you know, for the Lost on Jeopardy and and in, in the background for Twineball and that kind of stuff. But this was actually a video break. Right. Um. Yeah, the first one of the night. First you, one of the usually night. it's constant through the show, but there were only a couple. Right. So what did you kind of think of the videos? I don't even remember what the <laughs> videos were, but uh, I don't remember which ones were in this break. But, I mean, I, I love all the videos they play. I mean, I wish I could talk about the, them in order, but, of course, um, I love the weird video, right. the Eric Apple um, Funny or Die video with um, Aaron Paul. And, sure. Uh, I, I love that the, the um, King of the Hill clip is back. <laughs> I love the Simpsons song. You know, I love, I, I really love all the clips. The Madonna clip was great. I feel like that hasn't been in there for a while. Oh, yeah. So that was cool to, to have that back. The Dirt video, of course. <laughs> <laughs> love the Dirt video. Yeah, I think that this time the video clips are, are they kind of enhance the show. They're not really overbearing like in the past. Like you yeah. said, every, like, in the past you know when he was doing the the constant costume changes it was one song video clip one song video clip one song video clip throughout like the entire yeah they're definitely shorter and they're a lot shorter this time and they're also a lot fewer of them yeah and they're all kind of grouped near the end where they starts going into more of the fan favorites over necessarily the ones that were you know built for right the orchestra right right so he comes back from the video clip and smells like nirvana Yes, which you know is my favorite. I know it's your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it that is that was great. Um, I loved having um, the backup singers as the cheerleaders. I thought yes. that was great <laughs> because you know usually the the cheerleaders are just some some random girls the venue finds, and this was you know people who have done it. You know I don't know how many times so far, but you could tell they really knew what they were doing, and it was just it was entertaining to watch them, and it added to it uh, in a completely different way. And um, all the, I mean, I was wondering if he was going to do the part where he's like, I forgot the next verse, and then literally just not sing the next verse, right. but he didn't. He, he you know, he, <laughs> he sang, sang it, right. he sang, sang it as, song, as right. you would, you know, on the album. Uh, but then I was thinking, like, you know, he can't really just do that. They had to follow the orchestrations, <laughs> and you know. <laughs> so I understand why he didn't do it. And then, of course, the the spitting and the gargling is always <laughs> amazing, and I got to see, you know, it. I got to. I had a great side view of who got splattered, who <laughs> caught the cup. It like it perfectly reached the first three or four rows, and then threw it, and it just like gently landed in this woman's hand. Oh. And I don't know if she even like caught like it, it bounced off her hand and then like fell on the ground. I didn't even see her reach for it, so I don't think she even cared about it. Oh no! <laughs> Which like I was like. Oh man! So after the show, of course, you ran over and checked under her seat and made sure the cup was. Yeah, there. well, she was also in the VIP section, so if she didn't care about it, Somebody there were at did. least a hundred other people who had the same idea I did. So I didn't even try. Yeah, I mean, I I really on this show, or this particular show, in in general, I mean, I love the "Smells Like Nirvana" song, but the music was so loud and just so it just felt like. Like so, like I was loud, grungy music, and those background singers were going crazy, mm. and and everybody was just like on stage having an amazing time. You know, it was just felt like you were at like a Nirvana concert or something. You know, it was, yeah, it was really cool <laughs> with with backed by an orchestra. Right, you know, it was just it was just sounded really awesome. <laughs> and what I loved about it is, uh, 
is uh, people up with me in the balcony he must not have known about uh, how Al throws the water out over the audience okay. because when he did that everybody just lost it and was just like <laughs> laughing like, like oh my god did he really do that throw the water out <laughs> and soak the people in the first <laughs> couple rows it was, it was really funny um, so it's kind of cool to get that perspective of yeah. not getting splashed with the water but seeing people and <laughs> other people get splashed with right. the, the rotten water <laughs> that was really cool and then, um, of course, there was more videos, but then he came back with Dare to be Stupid. Yeah, that was great to have that back in the show. I love that they all had the Devo hats. <laughs> right. <laughs> I saw a guy in the merch line after the show, and he had a Devo shirt, and he had a Devo hat belt buckle. And I was like, <laughs> that is really cool. <laughs> that guy's there to see Dare to be yeah. Stupid. <laughs> he came for one song, one song only. And uh, I'm sure that guy really appreciated all the extra, you know, Devo-ness. In, in on stage yeah and what's cool again from being in from my perspective in the balcony is i got to see the entire light show for this song which i never really noticed mm. that they had like all these lights and patterns on the floor mm. underneath where al and, and the band are performing and it really looks looks pretty awesome cool back there so i was like i was really I enjoying forward the to light that. show yeah it was kind of cool um we had another video clip and then we had white and nerdy yeah oh my god and well the, we had the jeopardy video clip which right. i i love i love you know, we know what's coming. It's right. another one of those things where we know what's coming, but, you know, the audience reaction to like, oh my God, he's doing it. <laughs> it's, you know, so many people, that's their favorite song. And it's just, it's really cool to get to experience the energy in the room for that song. Yeah, a couple things I noticed on this one. Again, um, I noticed the lights on the floor and there were these, there were these round lights, circular lights that looked like Segway wheels, mm -hmm. you know, spinning around for the entire song on the stage and it was mm. really a pretty amazing cool. i'm like you don't see that when you're sitting you know on the floor on, yeah. on the floor because you can't see the actual stage so i was like oh that is really cool looking another thing i noticed for this one was that and he usually doesn't do this but steve for this song was standing behind ruben for uh for pretty much the beginning of the song and they were just kind of hanging out behind the keyboards <laughs> yeah he usually did that for craigslist yeah so yeah i would like part of me was like it seemed normal <laughs> because I recognize it from Craigslist, but then I was like, yeah, why is he back there? <laughs> I mean, there's really, he, he was doing his part in the song, you know, doing yeah. all the backing track, you know, that he made. Maybe they moved him so there was more room for the segue. Yeah, I don't know. It was a that's pretty big stage. So yeah, I that's true. I feel like that, that Al, it was cramped and Al, but it was kind of interesting because I hadn't really seen Steve do that in a while, you know, kind of hang back by mm -hmm. Ruben. And then, of course, you know, he comes out, you know, and, and, and finishes the song yeah. in front of the stage. More video clips, but this one... And this is the weird video clip. <laughs> this is where it is. Uh, but uh, oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is the place. This is I love when this song happens because, like you mentioned it before, but when Amish Paradise starts and those first couple notes hit, and you just hear the entire <laughs> venue explode. Yes. Everyone just loves this song. There's yeah. Not one person in that theater. Yeah. Who does, does not love. Is not looking forward to this song. <laughs> Except for the Amish guy I saw there. He was not looking forward to it. So this was new to me, and apparently it wasn't. it's not new on the tour, but it's new to me, yeah. is that the background singers were wearing little Amish hats. Oh, the little bonnets. The bonnets, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was great. So uh, so I was, I was like, oh, that's amazing. They look wonderful and everything. And I just, I just love that. Um, Unfortunately, I could see their ankles, though, and I was very, <laughs> very offended. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, that was, I mean, Amish Paradise was great. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but at the end, 
of Amish Paradise, the screen kind of messed up. Oh no, I did not notice that. Yeah, no. I I was okay. At first, I was like, because I, I couldn't really see the screen very well. Right. But I saw like you know, I could see the bottom strip and I could see the top strip, but the like the center, you know, center third of it was just black. So I don't know hmm. what happened. If it was, you know, a cable got kicked out or something. Oh, interesting. No. But um, yeah, that was um, I'm I'm assuming not intentional. <laughs> <laughs> it is my first show. Maybe they're all like that. But uh, yeah, something something went. I haven't noticed wrong. that. But I was more paying attention to the bonnets on the yeah <laughs> background singers and there. the ankles. Come on, Dave. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I was wondering, and I, I don't know if you have an answer for this, um, or if there is an answer for this, but the song they play after Amish Paradise, the kind of like, uh, is yes. there a, is there a name for that? Yes. Okay. And it's called Amish Vamp. Okay. Amish right. Vamp. It used to kind of be, uh, the, the, they used to call it the Fat Jam. Okay. Right, at, when it was at, okay. When it was at the end of Fat, and when they moved it to Amish Paradise, now I'll call it the Amish Vamp. Is it called the Amish Vamp? It is called the Amish Vamp on the set list. On the, and the, but on the actual um, music sheets, is it called Amish Vamp? Oh, I don't know that. I don't know if it's on the. I don't know if it's on the music sheets. Because I noticed the orchestra is playing, so that's that's what I want to know. I want to know what they call it on those. Oh, sheets. Uh, yeah, on the set list, it's definitely called Amish Vamp. And for the Amish Vamp, uh, I was kind of curious, and it's a minor thing, but I was wondering if the the background singers would leave their uh, their bonnets on for the Amish Vamp or not. And of course, they took it off after right. the song. And the why I was wondering is because everyone stays in their, yeah. their Amish paradise. Yeah, everyone has, yeah. They got their beards, you know, and their hats, and their hats, and everything on. So I was just curious what would happen. And they do take their little their bonnets off. <laughs> Al kind of got a great reaction with the Amish Vamp, where he kind of the Amish Vamp uh, he goes into the whole James Brown, you know, yep. being walked off stage type of, you know and he kind of came back and you know and he does the you know oh i can't go on no more i can't go on and he's like do you guys want to hear more and like <laughs> just how loud it was in the theater <laughs> at least from where i was sitting it was like like yeah Al, you better do an encore there's, there's gonna be a rioting <laughs> this was kind of also new to me uh, on this tour um and of course he's done it in the past but when they come back from the encore ruben's up on stage as darth ruben you know right kinda, and um <laughs> I didn't know that it was called Darth Ruben. <laughs> I always call it Darth Ruben. I love that. Because <laughs> he's kind of doing, you know, the whole, uh, the, the, uh... Could he be the ruben Perer? <laughs> he could be. <laughs> You're not even going to try and say that. I can't okay. even say it, so I, I'm going to call him Darth Ruben. All right. You I'll call, call him... ruben Perer. <laughs> ruben Perer. <laughs> he hadn't done this, at least not on this tour that I had seen, where he kind of, uh gets the audience to cheer and he's done this on a previous yeah course. and he does like the left side of this, the the theater to cheer and then the right side and he starts going back and forth seeing who could which side will outdo the other and he starts getting faster and faster and faster until he kind of confuses everybody <laughs> yeah. and they can't follow along so i, I was kind of happy to see that come i always love i always, always enjoy that audience uh, participation <laughs> moment so I, I if that's back for for good i kind of like that and then because people were clapping, and then he didn't finish the notes, but people still oh. clapped, and he's like, oh, I got you guys! <laughs> that was great. That yeah. was memorable. And then, of course... The saga begins. Yeah, the encore begins, and uh, <laughs> they wheel out... Uh, did you Do you count how many... I do. You do? I always count how many stormtroopers are. So there were eight stormtroopers this time, um, and the two <laughs> on the far ends... Um, the four on each side, right? Yeah. And, the two, and uh, the two on the far ends were biker scouts. Right. And the rest of them were what you normally think of when you think of a stormtrooper. Yep. Right. Um, and, of course, there's Darth Vader. Darth Vader was tall. <laughs> Darth Vader's a tall. Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, 
you know, you kind of picture the guys under those costumes all pretty much look alike, but they must have found a tall one yeah. to play Darth Vader. I was like, wow, that guy's really tall. Or girl, I don't, you know. I don't judge. Wearing under, stealth, who knows? Under the helmet. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, so I always, always make sure that... Uh, I did not notice that there were any other characters such as R2-D2 who, no, who often makes notice. an appearance. I didn't uh, notice I anyone did else. I did not notice R2-D2. So yeah, so we had those stormtroopers, and we had, uh, of course, uh, I was. It's always kind of fun because they 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 try to follow a little routine, but they always have time to kind of improvise <laughs> on the dancing. I, I can only imagine they cannot see at all, but they they are pretty. You know, they're pretty in sync. It's you know, it's it's funny. It's, I mean, you you have to picture you know who's the guy who is going to be obsessed enough with Star Wars to dress up like them and have the costumes. You wouldn't necessarily think of them as good dancers, but I thought they did a fine job. Yeah, there was one in particular that I was noticing that was kind of doing like an air guitar. Oh, stuff. yeah. yeah so with his like, gun. With his gun, yeah. So it was, oh, I love it that. It was kind of fun. It was, uh, th- th- I always love watching them because they always have a lot of fun yeah, up on yeah. stage, you know, and then I always feel, I always feel like, that one person, the one uh, stormtrooper who Al goes and always puts his head on there. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that guy or girl underneath that outfit must be like, if they're an Al fan, must be like, this is the greatest yeah. day of my life. You and know? If, if they're dressing up as Star Wars characters, let's be honest, they are Al fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, would, I, I wonder, like, is it always the same position like right next to Darth Vader that he does that yeah he always picks the same, that same story so I feel so. like if you're listening if you're in the 501st be the guy to the left of Darth Vader stage left you'll get Al to lean on your shoulder <laughs> did you notice that as they were exiting the stage before Yoda um, one of the stormtroopers fell no, I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, they tripped on, I believe oh. it was Ruben's cord or something. Right. <laughs> but it was just like, those guys cannot see. Well, I gotta <laughs> and imagine. And it's dark. Right, right. And there's... <laughs> they're in, right, they're, they're, their heads are completely covered with these helmets. And right. got them. I'm sure they have eye holes that they can see out of, but they're darkened usually. Right. right? And it's a dark stage. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not familiar with how the stage is laid out. So, and yeah, there's cables and there's cables yeah. and, and, and other it, things they it, gotta work out. Yeah, so. I did, like, it, it was kind humorous because it, it reminded me of a like a turtle on its shell because oh, no. they're in those like you know hard plastic things and it's not easy to get up from that oh how embarrassing yeah uh, but, well you didn't notice <laughs> i so. didn't know i didn't notice like that. it might have been far enough where it was kind of a backstage thing okay. that i saw but um yeah i thought that was pretty interesting and then of course yoda yeah, has he ever played that song before? <laughs> I think this is the first time he's ever okay. done that. Okay, this is a brand new song for us yeah. tonight. Yeah, Yoda is always great. I was wondering, was there supposed to be um, stars in the background for the Star Wars songs? Uh, there hasn't been at any of the shows. I've okay. Been. Yeah. So okay. Was I wasn't sure if that was a the tonight only no. thing, but um, yeah, Yoda is always great. I, Al went out into the audience and um, did the <laughs> you know handed the mic to this guy. Like sometimes he'll just like. Uh, if he does that bit, we'll hand it to someone or point it at someone in the front row. But he actually right. went down the stairs, found a guy. He, he almost like, right. He, he almost like singled this person out, and it was comical <laughs> that he did because this person's like, "Well, just this guy," and then that guy did not know the words to the yeah, song. He, like, he didn't say anything, and then other people started, you know, singing, and I was like, "No, just this guy." <laughs> right. so and still, the guy didn't catch. And on. so I was like, you know, it's uh, yo Yoda, yo yo Yoda, right? <laughs> and the guy eventually did it, right? But I, it took like a couple I rounds, know. and I was like thinking, like, well, how long is this bit going to go on for? Because he, I was clear, like, I'm not going anywhere until you sing the song, <laughs> and the orchestra and the band are still playing in the background, yeah. and we're like. 
I'm looking, trying to look at Eric, their conductor, and seeing like, well, see if he's he freaking out. Yeah, he's freaking out. Going like, I don't know what to We're do. Out of sync. <laughs> but it was funny. But as soon as, of course, then as soon as he did that, they went right, picked yeah. it right back up. So it was almost like, <laughs> yeah, maybe they just have like a page that says until the guy actually sings. <laughs> I wonder if Al like is kind of scoping out the audience and thinking like, who's gonna be the funniest guy to ask to do this. Wait, I would think he would want to pick out somebody who's been singing along the entire show. I think right? it's kind of funny that the guy blew it. <laughs> and this guy was, you know, sitting up near front, so you assume he's got to be a pretty right. big fan. Yeah, he's probably in the VIP. <laughs> but I mean, you could, you know, you could go to VIP and bring your friend. Sure, yeah. you know. <laughs> but still, I, I imagine yeah. if you're. This is the first time you've ever even seen Weird Al, and <laughs> you get singled out and asked to sing Yoda, and you you don't know the words, and it's just one word, and you still don't know it, and then Al tells you it, and you still mess it up. <laughs> it's gonna be embarrassing. So yeah, so what did you think of that very first concert? That it was amazing. Seen? It was so much fun. Um, I'm really excited to to see it from other angles actually see the, the you know the video screen better to see bermuda better um luckily i have many chances for that <laughs> <laughs> so you will be going back to another show yeah you know halfway through i was considering you know getting a plane ticket home and just <laughs> you know starting to become an usher fan but no uh, i'll stick with al <laughs> Oh, awesome. We had an awesome day today. We really It was did. fun. A lot of it was fun jam-packed. Between, between, yeah, we, we were basically nonstop since we got up, you know, between going to the... the, <laughs> the well, and I, I forgot to mention, for dinner, I did get a Reuben. Oh, you did? <laughs> a veggie burger Reuben. <laughs> and so you started the day off with breakfast at Reuben's, and you had a Reuben for dinner. That's right. <laughs> Well, who knows what tomorrow will bring? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe we'll have some gym pancakes. I, I don't know. <laughs> so tomorrow we are at the Benidem Center for Performing Arts in Pittsburgh. Yeah, <laughs> that is accurate, Dave. <laughs> so we will be doing a, a another centimeter episode from there after that concert. Absolutely. Um, we have another really busy day uh, in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. It w- well, and what's um, I think we we didn't mention this, but anyone. Um, any fans that you know recognize us or come up and say hi, we do have a couple uh, extra stickers that we uh, hand out to the first couple people. So if you, uh, if, oh, you yeah. if you recognize us at a show, maybe we'll give you a sticker. Yeah, it was cool today because we we met a lot of fans and I felt like I gave out a lot of stickers. Yeah, yeah. So we might have to print some more so stickers. We, we might, we might. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely, um, if you see us, uh, you know, stop by, get us, get a sticker. It'd be awesome. So uh, again, tomorrow we're in Pittsburgh. Well, thank you guys for listening. That was Dave Nathan's 2008 Weird Al Podcast, Episode 8 Centimeter. Could he be the Ruben Perer? <laughs> he could be. <laughs>